You know, Jim, one of our favorite things here at Making Chips is taking Making Chips on the road. And Love we, it. we're going to be on the road with Making Chips on April 1st through the 5th, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, at the manufacturing meeting. So what are we going to be talking about, Jim? Well, it sounds really cool. Yeah, we're going to be part of a roundtable discussion that's talking about social media. We know about social media. Yeah. We know how imperative it is, even for manufacturing companies, to be on social media, promoting their services, promoting telling their, their product, story, telling their stories. And we are going to be telling our story, how A, we met, B, how we you pitched the idea of a podcast, and to see how Nick is part... We We're going to give some ideas on how manufacturing leaders can also use social media and telling their story in order to derive results at and, their company. Right, and evolve into businesses just like we did with the Making Chips Marketing Agency. Absolutely. So how does the Metalworking Nation get to this roundtable discussion? Well, the mfgmeeting.com, very simple. Again, it's April 1st through 5th, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Great time of year to be in Florida. They've got lots of activities that anybody in manufacturing would be interested in attending. Go sign up before the early bird pricing's over. Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging, but if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm your host, Jason Zenger, and I'm here at MXD with my co-host, Jim Carr, and the weatherman, Nick Golner. <laughs> Nick, what's the weather today? It sucks out there, man. Why? It's snowing right now. It's going to turn into rain, and then it's all going to freeze. So that's Chicago. And, and what does the outlook for the next seven days look like? Well, our video guy, Ian, just told us that it's going to No, you're snow. the weatherman. Don't outsource your... Well, I, so I, I collect knowledge from all oh, the okay. best people at making chips. And it's going to snow tomorrow and the next day, about an inch each. Yeah. And you know, Nick, sometimes when you deliver bad news and you're on a platform, people don't like it. And sometimes they push back on the things that you say. Are you hinting like, at the manufacturing news today? No, I'm hinting at the whole kind of premise of this episode. Mm -hmm. We're actually talking about the multiplier effect in manufacturing, but we, we got some pushback on something that I had said in a previous episode, which was that manufacturing contributes to the economy more than the service industries do. And that's something that Jim and I has ta have talked about on many episodes, and we got a little pushback. So uh, we're just going to have this episode to clarify that position. But, you know, that's okay. We're here to... Do you have the facts? Yeah, I do have the facts, actually. Okay. So so we have the facts well, to we talk ha about. I, you have facts based on what you pulled off the internet. No, I have the facts. Well, yeah, don't most facts come from the internet? Well, I'm, I don't know. There's a lot of fake news out there. <laughs> if it's on the internet, <laughs> I it's true. You believe everything you read on the internet, Well, right? I guess there's opinions on the internet, too. No, but I have actual... Is it from a .gov or I have a actual, .org? I have actual statistics that fact these are government facts. Yeah, I'm fact-checking my own facts. So, we're, But we're going to get into that. But before we go there, do we have something to say about the Boring Bar, Nick? Yeah, the Boring Bar, the weekly newsletter from Making Chips is officially, these are real facts, the best newsletter in manufacturing. And why is that? Because I said so and I put it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you subscribe to the best 
newsletter on the internet, according to Nick Golner. You can text. The number is... 38470. You text CHIPS to 38470. Thank you, Jim, because I did not know the number. You no problem. Me. Or you just go to our website, makingchips.com, and you click the subscribe button right in front of you and throw your email address in there. We don't spam you. We only send you good content from our channels, our podcast, our YouTube channels, and our written stuff, too. And Jim, what can you tell us about the boring band that we're having at our May 14th grand opening for Making Chips? Oh, yeah. Well, as you all know, the Metalworking Nation, if you've been listening, you know I love music. So, of course, Megan, who works at Making Chips Marketing Agency, was facilitating finding a band in the Rockford area. And so she sent me a YouTube clip from... Oh, that's what you were playing. Yeah, Gary the Band. That. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that was a boring name, but great band. Very great band. So I heard this. Y'all can't see it, but we're dancing. If you don't know that, it's a song by Aha called Take On Me. It's from 1984. And these three young guys that are eight. in this band together, I think they really Nick harmonize well. And they're going to be there. That's We're going to have live entertainment the entire time at our grand opening on May 14th. If you're in the Rockford area, by all means, just let us know. We'll make sure you get on the list. Nick and I are going to be celebrity bartenders that day behind the bar. We're going to have a boring bar logoed tee on, and we're going to be <laughs> yeah, slinging <absolutely>. those <laughs> bottles, right? Yeah. And we're going to have three signature drinks, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a great night. So, Jim, you actually had a cute story that you just told us oh. um, right before we got in there, and I'd like you to tell the Metalworking Nation of that story, too. Seriously? It, it, was, it was touching. Awesome really? It was, it was touching. Yeah, okay. So go ahead. Yeah, so... And give us a background, too. We, we always talk about what's new in our companies, and, you know, as you all know, I'm second generation. My dad founded Car Machine and Tool back in 73, and my dad is out of the business now, and he, his health is not that good, and he's in assisted living, and he's 90, and I, I had to go visit him last night because I had to and go has, visit my de- dad. He has dementia, right? He has Parkinson's and dementia. Okay. Well, the dementia's really kicking in. So last night I was there sitting in his li- The man's lived a good life. The man's know? lived a good life. Yeah. He's fine. So the dementia's kicking in. I'm sitting there bedside last night, and he looks at me, and he says, what's my next job? I thought, <laughs> okay, I'll go with this. I'm like, well, Dad, I got a piece uh, one inch by three inch by six inch long, 6061 aluminum out in the shop. I said, I'm, I'll go get the print for you right now, but in the meantime, I'm going to tell you, you got to drill and tap four quarter 20 holes and drill and ream for a three-eighths press fit for a dowel pin. Silence, looks at me, eyes and thinking, 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 it's kind thinking. of glaring at you. I said, Dad, what's the interference fit on a 3-8 style pin? Looking at me, thinking, thinking. Comes back, he says, I'm going to have to get the book on that one. <laughs> so-, <laughs> <laughs> so he was in his happy place. He was in his happy place talking about work and, you know, yeah. drilling and tapping. And yeah. then he was telling me how to, he said, you can't really tap that dial pin in. Because he was, I said, he goes, how long is a dial pin? I said, two inches. And he goes, you know, you really can't tap it and you should really go into a press. And I said, yeah, you want to use that old hand press, the table bench press that we have out in the shop? He goes, yeah, that would be the best thing. So it's funny how he uh, remembers all yeah, those things yeah. and articulates them. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought that was a But he thought story. he was That's in the great. shop last night when I was there. Uh, so, you're a good son. Yeah, I, visit him. I try to be. I try to be. So how about you? You guys got any good stories? What's going on in your work week? Any any good things happening at ZB, Zanger Black? No, nothing that I could speak of. I mean, still trying to get our e-commerce site off the ground. We have a new you website up. better get up. after that marketing agency. So, yeah, I know. We have a new website up, and so trying to make a little bit of tweaks here and there on, on, on the general website, but nothing new to report on. 
For us, it's the CRM aspect of this new ERP transition. I know you love acronyms, so it's... Hate them. It's the uh, customer relationship management part of the enterprise resource planning software. Basically, what I'm trying to get is good data for what's going on with our customers in the field and, and how I would do sales management reporting with that. So that's been the focus. It's like the least fun part of my job, but it's really important. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot of fun. It's not. But you know what's fun sometimes, Nick? Water slides. Water slides and sometimes the economy and sometimes not. Yeah. But I think you have a manufacturing news article about the economy, don't you? Yeah, I do. We've been talking a lot about when's the next recession and all that. The news for this week is actually titled, U.S. manufacturing was in a mild recession during 2019, a sore spot for the economy. So it comes from the Washington Post. You know, take it's that legit. as you will. It's not fake yeah. news. It, it's, it was well, on the it's internet. a little leftist. It was on the internet. Here's what it says. U.S. manufacturing was in a mild recession for all of 2019, according to the data released Friday by the Federal Reserve. The downturn is a sore spot in an otherwise healthy U.S. economy and a potential weakness for President Trump, who promised to bring back blue-collar jobs. In contrast with steady growth in the larger economy, U.S. factory production shrank by 1.3% in the past year, the Federal Reserve reported. It shrank by 1.3% and everyone's having a heart attack? Well, we always want it to be expanding, so I think that's the reason why. Yeah, but we, we just well, here's came out of banner years. It oh, marked agreed. the worst year for manufacturing since 2015 as the trade war, lackluster global growth, and problems at airplane maker Boeing hurt America's industrial Well, economy. yeah, that probably alone affected that 1.3%, right? I mean, we were just talking about that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's amazing when you have one company that with, a, with a little bit of a problem can yep. affect the economy in that much of a drastic way. So it goes on to say a technical recession occurs when output falls for six months, as it did from January to June last year. There were signs of a rebound after manufacturing production rose from July to September, but the latest data show that output fell back into negative territory in the fourth quarter. Some economists are hesitant to call this a manufacturing recession because indicators remain mixed. Many indexes yes, that agree. track the sector are down, but not nearly as much as what is typical during downturns. The ISM index was 47.2 in December, which is well above the low 40 numbers that normally occur during recessions. Mm-hmm. So it goes on to end with, there's cautious optimism that manufacturing will rebound in 2020 as the global economy is expected to pick up. With the new pause in Trump's trade war, he signed a partial deal with China this week that halts further tariffs on China for now, and he's about to sign the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement that will keep many goods moving across the border tariff-free. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I agree with most all of that there. Sometimes these things take time to really create the result that they're, they were put into place for. So. Well, to me, when I think about 1.3%, I don't think that's really profound at all. I think it's just a little hiccup in It doesn't in feel our like economy. 2008, right? <laughs> no, it certainly does not feel like 2008. Let me tell you, that was very painful. I hope we never see that again. I don't like competition, but I hate to see people go out of business because I want everyone to have a fruitful life and prosperity, but... That 2008 was nasty as hell. Is it indexes or is it indices? I feel like you're the worst. I think indices, yeah. I think indices sounds Indices. Yeah, Jim would know. Yeah. yeah, I would say it's an indice. Okay, we're going to go with that then. We okay. should ask our managing editor, Christine. We'll just put one? it on the internet and then whatever we put on there will be the way. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, let's get into it, Jason. Let's, let's talk okay, about this so multiplier effect. A while back in, in an episode, I mentioned the contribution that manufacturing makes to the economy and how important manufacturing was. And what I was referring to was mostly the creation industry. So what I would be referring to there would be manufacturing, of course, construction, agriculture. So these are the industries where people are engaged in a means of creating something out of nothing. Whereas when you have a, say, a service industry... Like Starbucks, McDonald's. Like Starbucks, McDonald's, or an accountant or a lawyer, you you are serving somebody. But when you manufacture something, there's just so many other components that need to be put into that product that you're that you're outputting that it it just fuels and multiplies on top of of what the final output is. You know what I mean? You've got platers, you've got lawyers and accountants and you've got buying coffee and you've got the metals industry and you've got the tooling industry like I'm in and you've got work holding and second third tier job shops that you might be participating in, Jim. When I said that we got a little bit of a of a pushback because somebody who either was a professional in, you know, as a lawyer and accountant I don't remember which one it was. Push back. I do. Okay, which one was it? Accountant. Okay, so he pushed back and and he said, well, I looked up and service industries account for 12% and manufacturing is, say, 10%. So it wasn't a matter of saying manufacturing is bigger than the service industry. It was a matter of saying when manufacturing grows, it multiplies its effects on other industries more so than if other industries are growing like more Starbucks and and stuff like that. Gotcha. So I went in and I did look at some definitions because I know you like definitions, Jim. I do. According to dictionary.com, so it's on on the interwebs, so it must be right. They define the multiplier effect as an effect in economics in which an increase in spending produces is an increase in national income and consumption greater than the initial amount spent. For example, if a corporation builds a factory, and so dictionary.com cites manufacturing, if a corporation builds a factory, it will employ construction workers and their suppliers as well as those who work in a factory. Indirectly, the new factory will stimulate employment in laundries, restaurants, and service industries in the factory's vicinity. So what that means is if this manufacturing facility is output is employing people that have disposable income that they will spend that money on service providers services and eating out at restaurants and doing the laundry yeah and so i, I st- but what about professional services well and they'll u- utilize professional services okay think of it this way so on one side of my family we have a manufacturing company on the other side of my family we have a, a restaurant okay. where they do all these corporate events like ingersoll cutting tools does their employee appreciation events at the restaurant francesco's we do our employee appreciation stuff at francesco's so if we're busy if we're hiring more people they're booking more parties they go on more business dinners and that's just a, a real yeah, life and, practical and, and example if you're just as a, another practical example going along that same stream if you're not doing well you might do your employee appreciation meal at taco bell yeah, or grilled cheese wendy's. Or, or, or wendy's or something <laughs> else or you might not do it at all and so then you're not injecting that money into right. the economy right right okay so i i, I stand by my I understand, statement that i understand I made. that okay so why is this important? So we need to ask ourselves as manufacturing leaders, why so did is this you just, important? So did you just answer that listener's question or did you rebut that? 
based on what you just you know told. it's more of a clarification so i'm oh made, so you so, are clarifying your so statement. well i would say that if somebody like this gentleman if he's outside of manufacturing they might not be aware of the multiplier effect because it's probably not something that accountants would talk about but we in manufacturing that are manufacturing leaders we want to educate the other people out there about why they should be coming into manufacturing and the multiplier effect and how important the manufacturing industry is and other creation industries but is you could one say way that about of educating any industry i guess if wow. it's a non well manufacturing it's not a service provider it's well, a, how could you say that about any industry i'm, I'm thinking i'm me. just i i'm thinking this isn't my episode so i'm just kind of breaking it down well, you, i mean you head. push back so i want to know so what other industries out there that could replicate what a manufacturing industry does? So what I classify them as the creation industries. Oh, so cr- construction, manufacturing, agriculture. And they're very close to each other in their multiplier effects. Oh, manufacturing okay. does really well. Let me give you an example. Yeah, okay, I, I, a, I like examples. Just, this just popped into my head. Let's just say that the U.S. government just arbitrarily created a bunch of new onerous laws. Okay. And all of a sudden, lawyers needed to work way more hours. They needed to hire more lawyers. We needed to educate more lawyers. And this same thing could go for accounting. What if the IRS comes up with all of these other regulations? And all of a sudden, we need to hire more accountants and stuff like that. How does that add to the greater economy? How does that multiply our GDP? It doesn't, it's more or less a cost. It's a service to, say, manufacturing companies. When Forbes, I forgot the gentleman's first name, when he came on as a presidential candidate, one of the things that he said was, let's simplify accounting. You have one tax rate and your federal income taxes is on one piece of paper. Is your federal income taxes on one piece of paper right now? Hell no. How many pages is it? I have no idea. 30, 60? I was going to say 15. And you need to pay thousands of dollars to an accountant in order to put that all together. And I I love my accountant. Patrick is an awesome guy. And I love what he does. And and he, I've actually talked to him about this, and he's not too terribly concerned. But if you were to simplify those things, which you could. You've talked to him about the multiplier effect? No, I've talked to him about simplifying uh, income taxes. Hey, guys, can I get nostalgic for a second? Yeah, go right ahead. Of course. I did. Before you knew me, when I only knew knew you as two... Celebrity podcasters. Very annoying voices on on my earphones while I mowed my yard. I'm just kidding. I mean, I liked you guys, and I wanted to share a little bit of our story. Was that back when you were a stalker? Yeah, I guess. Maybe groupies, a little bit less scary, but... I wanted to share a little bit about our company story, so I sent you guys this culture video. It was really well done. Do you remember that? I do, it, actually. And it, I have a buddy who's like a documentary film. Was that the video that would like featured your dad? Yeah, and, you know, just like talking this, about like, yeah. hey, it's really important that we make things in this country. And the video ends and there's a statistic that scrolls across mm-hmm. the frame right, right before it ends. And it says, for every dollar that goes into manufacturing, a dollar 48 is added to the American economy. There you go. That's the multiplier effect. That's the multiplier effect. And I would say that same multiplier effect is That's not there. That's almost 50%. Yeah, it's huge. Okay. Yeah, so that same multiplier factor is not there when you add a dollar to, say, the accounting industry or attorneys. Well, or, look at you know. this Boeing thing. Like when Boeing slows right. down, it's they, killing, I mean, it's just, yeah. we were just talking about well, the spirit. News. Yeah. And spirit has to lay off th- over 3,000 employees now. Right. We're looking at the manufacturing news and they're talking about, hey, we were in a slight recession and Boeing is a big part of it. Just right. one company. One company, you know, yeah. Think about that multiplier. So what I would contend is that, yes, manufacturing is 
by percentage of GDP is smaller than, say, the service industry, because that was not the claim that I made. But its importance in the economy is huge. And I would say for us to have a strong economy, for us to fuel these other industries, we need to keep U.S. manufacturing strong. It's very important. Jim, I know that you have a vast amount of experience from the years in CNC machining, but I do. I for do. the metalworking nation out there who doesn't have all that experience or maybe somebody that's in supply chain who wants to learn a little bit more about CNC machining, you know that Zometry has design guides that could be very helpful in their positions. Yeah, I'm utilizing Zometry to manufacture some of my overloaded work and this is a great introductory page. It's zometry.com forward slash design hyphen guides. And what it does is it goes through the different various offerings they have, like sheet metal fabrication, CNC machine design guide, plastic injection molding, castings, injection molding, yeah, it just laser gets- sintering. So if you don't know what part you have, you can utilize this design guide page on Zometry to kind of figure out where you fall in the manufacture of a particular product or application. So it's it's a great resource to have. And again, it's zometry.com forward slash design hyphen guides. Start there. So how does administration help this? If this is well-known, arguably well-known, yeah. and how does like, like our current administration... How does the government help? Yeah. How? Well, I would say, you know, Trump is very pro-manufacturing. Right. And, 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 and to a certain degree, I would say Obama was pro-manufacturing. Bush was not. And You remember that far back? Yeah. Okay. I would say Trump has probably been one of the most pro-manufacturing, and... If they can create legislation, just by Trump mentioning manufacturing during his State of the Union, that's huge. And, and it just brings that importance. And, and, and then you get parents saying, you know, manufa- let me look into this. Because what is they're the putting, multiplier they're effect, putting you know? the word in our vocabulary. Yeah, because like for a long time, and I would say mostly because of Bush, like, oh, well, let's let China do that. And that wasn't the way that we're going to create a strong economy. And if we could just educate, we talked about this before, if we can educate the parents, let them know how important and how cool manufacturing is, we can create that much stronger of a country and we can raise the living standards of the people in our country. I mean, I've talked to, you know, we mentioned in the last podcast, Titan Gilroy, and, and you know, he's he's talked about like, how do we put a manufacturing center in the inner city of Chicago? And I've talked about that. And that's something that I want to do. And that would just bring all those people that are there that are in just bad situations. They have to go to guns and drugs and gangs that if they can have a thriving career in manufacturing, their lives would be so much better off. I remember Federico in the last episode saying, you know, we're a welcoming community. And I've seen a lot. We are. I've also seen the other side of it where you ask a stupid question in the shop and people are like, uh, yeah, I don't even have time to talk. That's to a great guy. point, Nick. You know, you so know? like we really need to be that. Welcome. Yes, we oh, do. Mean, we need to be welcoming. Guarded. Yeah, a lot of the old school manufacturing people That's how they don't were. like to tell their- Because they'll take my job or something. They'll take their job. The and irony just, is the opposite will happen. Well, it <laughs> kind of goes The opposite from, is the irony. It will. So right. like even the guys out in the shop. So like- Myself, me and my team, we go into a shop and we try to improve their productivity. But you get some guys in a shop that are like, oh, well, I already know everything. 
that's not an inviting way when you have like say like a young tooling salesman who probably knows more of the latest technology just because that's his job mm-hmm. than than the guy in the shop but he thinks because he's been doing it for 20 years that he knows everything that's not a way to invite somebody into the manufacturing exactly. industry but we need to make sure that we do those things in order to have not only strong manufacturing which is what we care most deeply about, but also just a strong country. I truly believe that if we're not embracing these creation industries in order to put this multiplier effect really into full force, we're, we're not going to be strong as a country. You hit on it perfectly. You can't be an expert in everything, right? So you got to find a community of people where, hey, I got this guy. He's a tooling guy. He knows exactly what to do on this next job. And I'm not going to pretend like I know more than he does. Right. I'm just going to see what he's got for me. It's all about listening and making your own. And we need our service industries. We need somewhere to go get coffee. We need someone to do our taxes. We need somebody to put together a legal agreement. We need those things. What about a a trust? Or trust. We need all those things are very important, but they don't contribute the same way that manufacturing does. And I will stand by that statement. I don't think that this person was saying that he. We just need a clarification. Yeah. Well, I I don't think he was saying that they don't disagree with you well, i don't he may not he didn't understand, understand the, the multiplier, multiplier effect. effect exactly yeah and that's what we but but jim we need to educate our accountants and we need to educate our lawyers and we need to educate our baristas and let them know how important manufacturing is because i live in the city of chicago you think manufacturing is on the mind of most people live in this or, or what about like my entire generation Right. I, mean, I don't have like, I, actually, I was talking to the, the bartender last night and he was like, you know, I want to get a little CNC machine. I think it's really cool. And I was just like, that's awesome, man. Because no one else thank ever you. says anything yeah. like that. Things just appear in front of them and, oh, that's great. Like, yeah, but do you know how that got made? Right. That's like, exactly. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that Tesla is made in California, Nevada, I believe. I mean, Nevada, you know, Sparks, Nevada. Okay, there you go. The in, in Nevada. And it, it, it's important when we go to the voting booths to make sure that we support a pro-manufacturing candidate and we need to make sure that our voices as manufacturers are going to contribute to those votes. I don't like to talk about politics a lot. No, I was I, you were, right now. But I was, like, I was know, like, why are you going there? Well, that's why. So okay. there is a huge difference between, you know, percent totals and the actual GDP multiplier effect. So I put, I, I found a couple articles that really help to clarify the numbers associated with this. So this is a blog post, it looks like, from the Manufacturing Institute, and it's titled, Manufacturing Multiplier Effect is Stronger Than Other Sectors. Now, granted, this goes back to 2014. So I just want to be clear that this is a six-year-old. Yeah, that's statistic. pretty. That's pretty. But Jim, dated. these things don't change. No, like well, they, that, don't change, they don't change. They don't change dramatically. They don't change no. dramatically. So what it's stating right here is that manufacturing is number one with its multiplier effect at 1.33. So Nick, you mentioned what? this video from your dad was like 1.4. Some different people put together different yeah. statistics. It was almost 1.5. It was 1.4. And that was yeah. what, six years ago? Yeah, so, so I, I think that the bottom line is that if the multiplier effect is between 1.33 and 1.48, that's significant. And then if you go down to professional and business services, can Where you guys, is this from? It's what, from was? It's from the Manufacturing Institute. Oh, NAM. No. Oh. It's from the Manufacturing Institute. Okay. Oh, NAM. NAM. No, it's from the Manufacturing <laughs> Institute. So can you guys guess what the multiplier effect is of professional and business services? Like we we're just talking about attorneys and lawyers. I have no 1. idea. You're the one that... 0.03. Not even close. Jim, your guess. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm I, guess. Just guess. You get the I guess. Ha- one. 
No, 0.61. Okay. So it detracts. Right, right. Because it's a cost. Because it's a cost. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you've got other industries in there like agriculture, which is 1.11, and retail, which is 0.66. So manufacturing is strong. Manufacturing is important, and we really need to get that out there. So Jason, here's a, here, I think you've made your case. Thank you. Here's another example, which I thought, and I want to give a shout out to this company, Mixer Direct. They're doing a great job of content marketing, which is something that ma- making, we ships, know all about that making Chips Marketing helps with. And they put together an article called 10 Facts That You May Not Know About American Manufacturing. And let me go through a couple of these. Manufacturing workers account for almost 10% of the American workforce. Wow. that's So you're saying one out of every 10 person works in manufacturing? Isn't that wild? And we yeah. still have a, like I was saying, we have an entire generation that mm-hmm. rarely thinks or talks about it. <laughs> it's so weird. It, it also says that, like their number six point, the percentage of manufacturing workers who are eligible for health care benefits from their employers is higher than many other industries. Oh, I believe that. So, I mean, that just shows how well that. the manufacturing industry treats their employers. Yes, that's true. Manufacturing alone would be the ninth largest economy in the world. So if we take all the manufacturing, we made it its own country, it would account for the ninth largest economy in the world. Jim, you look like you're grimacing at me like that. No, 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 I'm I'm reading. He's he's planning on creating a country of only manufacturing where he can be the president. I'm working on it already. Yeah. 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 What's it going to call? Jim Carville? Yeah. Just create a calendar invite for me. I'll be right on it. Yeah. (laughs) And then their number 10 point manufacturing has the highest multiplier effect of any sector of the U.S. economy. And they go on to say, the multiplier effect is a measure of return on investment. In this case, for every dollar spent on the manufacturing industry, the manufacturing industry returns, they're citing $1.81 to the U.S. economy. If one looks at the supply chain affected by the manufacturing industry, it could be said that for every dollar spent on manufacturing returns a total of $3.60. Wow. So... Everybody's saying that manufacturing is number one. The numbers vary. Right. But the fact is is that manufacturing creates, they have a multiplier effect, whereas the professional industries probably detract or are netted more towards not multiplying. So do you guys have any any other thoughts on this? No. I think you did a very good job with your rebuttal. You win. You win. Well, (laughs) I don't know if he won. I think that he He wants to win. He represented his case very well. Make Everything a case for him losing. Debatable. Yeah, make a case for me losing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This well, is you can't about, make a stance. He just, and, he's and not going to crown you. I know. I'm not. I'm not going to crown you. That's for sure. But you, you got, got the championship. Somebody's got to win. I think you did a good job at collecting the facts, and I appreciate. We're that. all winners. Yes, we're all winners. We but, all get the consolation prize. You know, <laughs> no, I, I don't think that there's any. Re- I don't think there's any way that you could say that the case is wrong. No, yeah. I'll tell you what. Okay, go ahead. There's one thing I know for sure. If you're not making ships, you're not making money. Bam. Bam. Metalworking Nation, listen up. Manufacturing is challenging. You need to think differently. The day-to-day whirlwind of urgencies, the pressure to grow, customer demands, workforce development, new machine tools and robots, the list goes on and on. It is possible to stay ahead of the game of manufacturing, but you can't do it alone. We're here to give you access to exclusive content from other leaders, as well as videos, blogs, show notes, and more resources designed to equip and inspire you on making chips. That was a big boom. That was like a sonic boom. Sonic. <laughs> they, need to, they need to turn the machines off around here. It's so like, we can welcome to record a podcast. Oh my. Bam. 
<laughs> we usually end with bam. Yeah, yeah. exactly.